Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And tonight's in event LA. Anita Marks is made possible by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Sarah Barshop joins us now. She does a phenomenal job, as always, covering the Rams. And we all want to know, what is the deal with Matthew Stafford in this concussion? Sarah, what's the latest? What have you heard? So today at practice, we saw him out there in a sweatshirt and a hat and his street clothes. Was not just out for practice. Kind of wondered, you know, there was a conversation among the beat. Would he participate in practice at all on a limited basis? But when the injury report came out, he was listed as did not practice. So in order to get out of the concussion protocol, there are many steps, but one of them is that you go through a you know, full practice. You have to exert yourself, and that didn't happen today. Now, that doesn't mean he couldn't be cleared by the game, but so far he's still in that concussion protocol, and I believe because he didn't practice today, that means at least tomorrow he would remain in that concussion protocol as well. So, you know, very interesting. You know, like this, this kind of reared its ugly head after the game. Right. Like, so, like, you know, so do you have specifics in regard to when we think this happened and why wasn't this red flagged during the game? And how, how did the Rams find out that Matthew was dealing with some some concussion issues post game? So that's those are the questions kind of we've been asking too this week and everyone we've talked to in the locker room or at the podium has said, you know, I had no idea. In fact, offensive coordinator Liam Cohen today, you know, we said, did you have an idea? And he said, no, I would, you know, I didn't know during the game. Um, John Wolford said the same thing, the backup quarterback. And what Sean McVay told us on Wednesday was that in the regular post-game, you know, questions that the doctor's asking Matthew Stafford, he, you know, after those questions and whatever the answers were, he decided, you know, I think the right thing to do is put him in this concussion protocol. We kind of pushed on a little bit, said, okay, do you know when this happened? Was there a specific hit? And he said, no. And he said, you know, he kind of went back and forth. He was just like, I don't know. You know, all I know is what the doctors told me. I have no clue when it happened in the game. Um, It sounds like they probably won't know. I mean, maybe Matthew Stafford knows, but we obviously haven't talked to him this week. Um, So, yeah, it sounds like right after the game, because we talked to Matthew Stafford after the game. He did his post-game press conference. And then we talked to Sean McVay on Monday. And he told us he hadn't talked to the medical staff yet because um, we just asked in general about injuries. And he said he hadn't talked to the medical staff. And then on Wednesday in his press conference, he told us that Stafford was in the concussion protocon. Wow. Very interesting. So um, 
you know, there's John Wolford, of course, and there's Bryce Perkins. And there's some speculation that it's not the obvious choice that if by chance Stafford doesn't go, that it's immediately. There's a chance that, that McVay will go with Perkins because he gives, I guess, more of a, um, you know, this this new age quarterback, right, in the NFL in regards to giving a team an opportunity that, that you know, a quarterback who can run the football as well. What are you hearing in regard to if Stafford is inactive this week? I will say that if that is the case, the locker room would be shocked, at least what they've been told us, you know, been talking to us about. Everyone has said, you know, John Wolford is the guy. Liam Cohen was talking about that today. Now, Sean McVay on Wednesday, because we don't talk to him on Thursdays, but on Wednesday said, you know, whoa, we're not ruling Stafford out yet. You know, we'll see what happens. But I have confidence in John Wolford. Now, that doesn't mean Bryce Perkins couldn't go out there, but even today, Liam Cohen said, you know, because he was asked, would you put Perkins out there just in, you know, in situations, basically, right? Would you put him in there and use him to find have an advantage there? And he said, you know, you kind of worry about, if you only have two quarterbacks active and you're using them both in the game, what if something happens, right? So based on every conversation I had today, I would be surprised if it wasn't Joel Wolford, but I suppose you never know. Interesting. Um, Sarah Barshep joining us here on 710 ESPN LA, uh, trying to get a grasp of this, uh, of course, Rams-Cardinals game that's going to take place. As we know, Sarah, uh, McVay has dominated uh, this matchup against the Cardinals and, uh, and, and you know, ev- everything that it entails. But obviously without Matthew Stafford, some big question marks here. Um, let's, let's take a, a deep dive into what's going on in this backfield, right? With like Cam Akers now back with the team. Didn't have a great week last week, right? Um, Henderson, but Kyron Williams, uh, coming off of IR, right, this week. And, and you know, it's it's very interesting because I, I, I do. I'm, I'm here on the East Coast, and uh, I, I was up down in, in Bristol, Connecticut, uh, with, with Adam Schefter prior to the season starting. And Adam was just talking about how this team, like, is in love with Williams. So with that being said, moving forward, you know, what, what, what can we expect from Williams in this backfield? Do you feel that he is the elixir? He's exactly what this Rams rushing offense needs moving forward. I think that's exactly what the Rams are hoping for. I mean, every conversation I've had inside that building has just been, you know, very hopeful for him. One during mini camp before he broke his foot. And then again, he got hurt on the opening kickoff in week one and leading up that week. I had heard they're really excited about his role in this game. Even Sean McVay said after the game, you know, we were really bummed about the injury because we thought he was going to have a big role for us. And so, it seemed when the whole situation with Cam Akers was going down and the running game was ineffective, it was like, okay, maybe, you know, Kyron Williams is going to be the answer. Now I think one thing to take in consideration is I don't think Cam Akers is a bad running back. I don't think Daryl Henderson is a bad running back, right? But they haven't had success this year. I think part of it is just the offense in general has really struggled, but also I think the protection has not been great. Um, you know, and part of that is just the inconsistency when you have that many injuries on the offensive line. So I don't know that Kyron Williams is going to come in and light it up only because I think it's really an uphill battle there. But I know that inside the building, the Rams are very excited to see what he can do. Um, from, from my fantasy teams, I, I'm excited to see what he can do as well. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and, and just to, uh, just talk about this, this, this receiving core as well. We know what we get with Cooper cup. Allen Robinson has been very perplexing to me. I, I just, you know, I, I was expecting bigger and better. I'm sure which everybody was. And then Van Jefferson coming back, um, you know, that, that hasn't worked out. You know, what, what, what do you expect from this Rams passing attack against this Cardinals defense? It's just so hard to say without knowing who the quarterback is, but I just think that mm-hmm. we've seen Van Jefferson get more and more comfortable in this offense. Obviously, the first week he didn't have a target. Last week he had a really big drop early, didn't have a target, uh, or sorry, didn't have a catch. Um, so I just think that they're getting him back in the offense, but if it's not Matthew Stafford throwing to him, you know, what does that mean? For Allen Robinson, we've seen some brilliant catches. He had one last week you know, this kind of diving catch with defenders draped over him. And it seemed like that's the connection we had seen between him and Matthew Stafford during training camp. Um, and we really, and then after that, I, you know, he really wasn't a factor in the game again. Now, again, it's the offense as a whole was really struggling. So it still seems this wide receiver core is Cooper cup, you know, and until, you know, you talk to opposing players and it's like, yeah, that's who Matthew Stafford's going to. So I'll be curious if it's John Wolford back there. You know, he spent a lot of time in training camp getting reps with Allen Robinson. And so, you know, does it, does the offense look different with John Wolford in there? So that's, in fact, who plays. And is he a little bit more reliable, you know, relying on Allen Robinson? Because that's a guy he got a lot of reps with this summer. Uh, before we let you go on the defensive side of the ball, it's really surprising to me that this Rams team with Aaron Donald is, is really at the bottom of the barrel uh, in regard to uh, QB pressures. Uh, one thing that you know you need to do against uh, Murray is uh, is to pressure him, in order to of course uh, get him out of his comfort zone. Uh, so with that being said, you know wh- what do you expect defensively? Like I, uh, another thing I'm really excited about is to see the matchup, of course, between Hopkins and uh, and, and Ramsey. But nonetheless, what are you expecting from this Rams defense against Kyler Murray and this Cards offense? I think one thing to look at, you know, we saw Kyler Murray was on the injury report. I believe he didn't practice on Wednesday, and then he was limited in practice today with a hamstring injury. So I'm curious how that will affect, one, how he's able to play, and two, how the Rams' defense treats him if they know that maybe he's not able to run as well as he normally does. Um, And then we've seen in quite a few games um, just how close this Rams' defense has been to pick sixes, to interceptions, to changing the game and changing the game for the offense and putting them in a really great position to score. Um, that's something Raheem Morris talked about today, you know, because he was asked basically, you know, does it feel like there's more pressure because the offense has struggled? And he said, we also want to put them in better positions. And they've had several balls seemingly bounce out of guys' hands or been so close to being picked off and, and turnovers are just really nothing, you know, something we haven't seen this year. And so I, I feel like we're getting, we're, we've seen so many of these close games and, and so many missed opportunities that I wonder if this is the game where kind of the dam breaks and we see just they, them actually complete those plays and take away the ball. You know, last week, a lot of people were saying that it was a must win game. You know, as we know, uh, that that's not what happened. Uh, the Rams have lost two straight. You know, obviously, this is a must-win game. If 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 they go to three and six, for a defending Super Bowl team, uh, extremely disappointing season for sure. 
Uh, Sarah, before we let you go, your, your thoughts on how you think this game is going to play out on Sunday. I think the Rams know they need this game. Now I'm sure the Cardinals feel the exact same way, but given Sean McVay's dominance over the, the Cardinals in his career since taking over as head coach here, I think the Rams get this game, but I, I do think it'll be a very different game if it's not Matthew Stafford out there. Um, but I do think that if that's the case, if it's John Wolford, I think he'll do just enough and that the defense will help the Rams do a win. Sarah, thank you so much. Great insight. Always appreciate when you join us. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. You got it. <laughs> it is Bet LA. Uh, when we get back, let's do a deeper dive into how exactly, how would we play this, right? Like not knowing it, whether or not Matthew Stafford is going to be active and attractive. 877-710-3776. What say you? I'm curious. You know, what are your expectations uh, for this Rams cards matchup uh, on this coming Sunday? Uh, I'm Anita Marks. This is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. What ended up happening was, you know, Reggie and his group doing their kind of cleanup after the game. You know, you, you ask the questions and you do the right follow-ups and, uh, determined that they felt like that was the best thing for him, and um, that's kind of where we're at with it. It's uh, more importantly about you know the person than the player and these types of things, as we know. And nobody's more of a competitor and wanting to be out there with his teammates than Matthew. He's in the protocol, so we'll take it a day at a time with him. And um, that was what uh, our medical experts determined, just based on some of the things that they gathered, was uh, the smart and the right course of action. So that's Sean McVay talking about Matthew Stafford. Uh, this Rams team, they're favored by one and a half. The over-under is at 40 and a half. And uh, this, is, this has really been an, an, an L.A. Rams domination uh, of Arizona uh, because of, uh, you know, Sean McVay just really owning the Arizona Cardinals and uh, in, in, in what that record is. But... I just I'm staying away from this. I talked about it earlier today with with Mason in Ireland. Uh, you know, unless we know what's going on with Matthew Stafford, if so, right now the Rams are favored by one and a half. But if Matthew Stafford is inactive, that's going to change. Rams are going to get the points. Like I I can't I, I don't know about you guys and uh, please feel free Tyler and Rebecca to chime in like I, I don't see this Rams team being favored if John Wolford is is the is the starting quarterback the only bets, in, his, in 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 his second career start the only bets I'll be making that are Rams related if I'm making any bets is is not going to be in favor of the Rams I, I, now I, I'm not listen this Rams defense is 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 solid I mean you know they're they're only allowing. 2.4 red zone possessions per game, which is good. Teams are having a really difficult time getting into the red zone. Now, you know, the Cards offense, they're really explosive. Do they have to get in within the 20 to score? Chances are no, they don't. But um, 
you know, talking about McVeigh and, and, and his dominance against Arizona and whether it's Murray or, or, or Kingsbury, 11-1 straight up, 10-1-1 against the spread, and all of those games winning by an average of 10 points. So you've got that along with a defense where, you know, could, could limit what the Cardinals do offensively. Um, you know, you got DeAndre Hopkins, who's back in action for the Cardinals, but you also have Jalen Ramsey. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. And, and of course, depending, I know Jalen doesn't move all over the field. He typically stays in one area. So that's going to be interesting. You know what? At least you got to say, assume 50, 60 percent of the time uh, we, we'd like to see. I would like to see that matchup. I always love I always love like you know, stud wide receivers going up against solid corners in the NFL. And, and I, and I like watching those matchups. Oh yeah. Um, so I, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is if I, if I full transparency, I have no bet. I have no wager on this game. Okay. Uh, and, and I, I'm more than likely, I'm not going to play a side because of Matthew Stafford in, in this concussion that just happened to, uh, rear its ugly head, no pun intended, uh, post game, which is kind of wild to me. If, if I ha- if you were to say, all right, Anita, you have to make a play here. What would it be? It would be the under, I'd go under 40 and a half just because we don't know what's going to happen with Stafford. Offensively, they've been struggling to begin with. And I, although McVeigh has had, a lot of success, obviously, against this franchise and this head coach. Um, I want to believe that Jalen Ramsey can at least, you, you can't eliminate DeAndre Hopkins from the equation, but can you slow him down a little bit? I think you can. And the Rams' defense, like I said, their they're, opponents are only getting into the red zone less than three possessions a game. So there's that. Um. This is a Cardinals team. They've trailed 80% of their offensive snaps. 80%. In your th- I mean, like, let's be honest. You're looking at this Cardinals team. It's, it's Murray, right? Like, you know, explosive offense. Granted, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins just came back into action two games ago, but nonetheless... You know, coming into the season, we expected this offense to be one of the best top 10 in the NFL, at least. And they've trailed 80% of their offensive snaps. That's a lot. That's that's really, that's a lot. Also, this is a Cardinals team that has had a, a lot of um, difficulty getting points on the board early. So typically they're, they've been one of the worst teams in the first quarter. They've been one of the worst teams in the first half. And they've scored, I want to say, 50% of their points that they have this season. They scored in the fourth quarter. Playing comeback. So um, so if, if I had to play this, uh, and, and, and I'm not, I have no wager in on this game because... There's so many question marks about Matthew Stafford, especially if this is you know, we're going into Friday, right? Like, and we still don't have a, that's not a good sign, especially when you're talking about, you know, somebody who's d- dealing with a concussion that 
was was diagnosed after the game on Sunday. My I don't know about you guys, but like my gut is to me that Wolford is going to start. What's your gut? To, like you guys are there, you've got your ear to the ground. This is the Ram station. What are you hearing? What's your gut telling you? There's a I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty around here right now, just because this concussion issue with Stafford is is so fresh. Uh, I don't think anybody was really anticipating it being a problem coming into this matchup this week, but now that it's something that we're having to consider and think about, there's there's so much uncertainty. You know, a lot of people are talking about the options at quarterback. Who are they ultimately going to go with? And nobody knows for certain. Not even McVay is kind of alluding to who he's going to play because he's not in a position where he's ready to rule out Stafford. Now, we obviously know someone being in concussion protocol, chances are he probably won't be playing on Sunday. But things can change within the next two days. If he's able to if he's able to check all the boxes that allow a return on Sunday, then we've actually got a legitimate ballgame. But as far as as far as anticipation goes, nobody really knows. Nobody really knows where to go. I, I will tell you, and, and I mentioned this with Sarah, and that's it. Uh, Kyron Williams, I'm I'm really excited to see what he can do. Um, prior to the season starting, uh, I, I spent a, a good few days up in Bristol, Connecticut, for our fantasy football marathon, and um, and the buzz there was that. You know, he was going to be a real big part of this Rams backfield and, and that the staff was really, really excited about him. So, you know, he's got to come off of IR. And, and this is the week This is the week that he needs to do it. Apparently, Sean McVay uh, sounded really optimis- optimistic um, uh, about him coming off of IR and, and the workload that he would get once he did come off of IR. And I host a fantasy show here in New York, and I've been telling folks for a few weeks now: if uh, a if if you if you're a if you or your commissioner on your fantasy team has an IR designation, definitely pick up Williams and stash him there. And if you do have room and availability on your roster, um, even if it's not IR, I would stash him as well. So I'm I'm really intrigued based on what Adam Schefter was telling me prior to the season starting. So, so we'll see what happens there for sure. If you're just tuning in, Thursday night football, the Carolina Panthers defeat the Falcons 25-15. to 15. If you missed the game, you didn't miss much. I'm telling you right now. Marcus Mariota, 186 yards, two touchdown passes, but was not as explosive on the ground. Uh, really, the player of the day was uh, Deontay Foreman, running back for Carolina, 31 carries, 130 yards, and of course he scored a touchdown. Uh, nobody in the Atlanta Falcons' backfield did much of anything, which is a huge surprise to me considering what we saw the Cincinnati Bengals do to this Carolina Panthers defense uh, last week. But, you know, I- I'm sure a lot of that was because Joe uh, Joe Burrow and that passing offense definitely, you know, is is a much larger threat to a Carolina Panthers defense where, you know, they can't put all nine on the line of scrimmage and, uh, and, and force, uh, you know, you, you don't want to put nine on the line of scrimmage against Joe Burrow in that Cincinnati Bengals offense compared to 
Marcus Mariota and this Atlanta Falcons, which is really surprising to me because I just I still think Kyle Pitts is an unbelievable talent, but he's just not being utilized properly in in this in this Atlanta offense. He's just not. It's a shame because he's just he's a complete beast and and he's an he's an unbelievable talent and and nobody has seen it and it's because Atlanta can't tap into it. It's really sad. Uh, and even to the point where, like, I, I, I'm done. I don't know about you guys. If you dra- And it's been hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. You know, you draft, especially in fantasy, you draft Kyle Pitts in, in the third or fourth round of your fantasy team. And, you know, he's just not – at some point in time, you just you, – it, it's like it's a bad rela- – it, you know what it is? It's a bad re- – it's like you're dating somebody who's, like, uber gorgeous – Right? Like drop dead gorgeous. Just no matter, you, you go out and like everybody stares at the person you're with because they're just absolutely stunning. But you're miserable relationship because maybe they don't have a personality. Maybe they're not that intelligent. That's, that's, that's really what it feels like having Kyle Pitts on your fantasy team, to be quite frank. And you're like, oh my gosh, they're so gorgeous. I just, I don't want to break up with them, but you're miserable. What are you doing? Like, like, like it's move on. It's time to move on. It's time to move on from Kyle Pitts. That's all I've got to say. Uh, we, we come back. Um, fat Jack professional handicapper is going to join us from Germany. He's in Germany for, of course, the Tampa Bay Bucks, Seattle Seahawks game. We'll get his NFL plays as well. We'll dive. Let's dive into some college plays. USC, UCLA, TCU, Texas, big game this week on the, on the college slate. We'll do all that next right here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back to Bet L.A. here on 710 ESPN L.A. Anita Marks with you. We got Fat Jack, fatjacksports.com. That's where you can find him. He's actually joining us from Germany. He's there for, of course, Tom Brady and uh, the Bucks going up against the Seattle Seahawks. But before we dive into that game... Uh, let's focus in on what's going on here in L.A. And a really exciting, I think, Chargers game against the 49ers. Can't wait to see what Kyle Shanahan has in store uh, with Christian McCaffrey going up uh, against the Chargers along with Debo Samuel, who we're all expecting to be active. Um, this is a, a 49ers team. They're favored by seven. The over-under is 45 and a half. How are you playing it? Yeah, by the way, Anita, uh, Frida's in, Anita. I mean, I'm enjoying things in Munich right here, so I wanted to say, oh, Frida, I don't get to use that word very often, but no, you're exactly right. Uh, this is a big game, um, and San Francisco is one of those teams to watch, right? I mean, they were good anyway, but it seems like since they added McCaffrey, and we, we had a very little sample, small sample size, but they, it seems like they kind of exhaled, and they kind of got in line. They realized they got a playmaker now. They're always looking for that before uh, from the running back position. Uh, combine that with San Francisco's defense, number one in total defense in the league. This is a t- one of those teams. One place a futures bet on the you know Cincinnati of this year. This might be the team to look at. Uh, the Chargers seem like they're a dis- I had the Chargers last week. They got lucky at the end to win by a field goal. 
But I don't know that this is a team that can keep up with teams that play really good defense, and that's exactly what we're getting here. So even if we don't get a great explosion coming off the bye with the offense out of San Francisco, which I expect them to continue to improve over the next month or so offensively, defensively we know exactly what we're getting, and that's really strong defensive play that will give the Chargers some problems. So I, I, would be, I lean towards San Francisco on the point. Yeah, you, you, and, and this is a Chargers team. Keep in mind, not sure if Keenan Allen's going to be active or not. Um and Austin Eckler really has been the straw that has stirred this drink. And the 49ers run defense, one of the best, if they not best in the NFL, only allowing opponents to rush for 3.29 yards per carry. So um, I, I think the Chargers offense is going to be a little bit. But again, I, I can't wait to see what Kyle is is going to do with uh, Christian McCaffrey along with Debo Samuel. And I, I, like, I, I, a part of me wants to call it champagne problems, right? Like you've got you've got so much to work with. You know, um, what are you going to do with all of it? So, these are first. I'm excited to see how- for sure. Expecting yeah. to use McCaffrey as more of a decoy at times. And I, I will tell you this, Anita, we've got over the next month, that becomes the problem. You start drilling down. I know you're big into player props, and it becomes the problem is you start trying to speculate on are people going to play your Stafford's in con- concussion protocols. A lot of these players are either not going to play, or I think to be 100% if they do play. You've really got to be careful in trying to speculate out in front of the market if you don't, quote-unquote, have inside information where you know somebody's going to be ready to go. You you almost want to try to steer clear of a lot of those spots over the next month or so where you have these key players that are questionable uh, and look for some more consistent things. But, yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, San Francisco going to do nothing but improve as they get McCaffrey into the system and look for them to use him as a decoy as much as not, keeping him healthy along with uh, you know keeping people off balance. Uh, the Rams, not sure what's happening with Matthew Stafford. Sean McVay is saying that, you know, it, it very well could come down to a game-time decision. And also, he's not sure what quarterback, if, if Stafford cannot play, he's not sure if John Wolford will be the starting quarterback. Uh, he's got a more athletic, um, you know, RPO uh, quarterback that, that, he could, that he could, you know, showcase. With that being said, I'm staying away from a side here. The over-unders at 40 and a half. Are, are you? Do you have a play here, or are you staying back yeah, I mean, until you hear what the deal is with Stafford? Yeah, the question is how much of your hard-earned money are you willing to put on that analogy from Sean McVay on who's going to run his offense? I mean, my gosh, even if a game-time decision out of a quarterback that's under underperformed market all year long in Stafford, um, you know, the only saving grace there is that. Uh, McVeigh and them have owned this situation a lot, but I, you know, there's too many unknowns here. I'm with you. The under, there's a few auto bet unders right now in the, in the league that we really, if you're going to play the game, you go under. Certainly Indianapolis under, averaging under 16 points a game. They fire the head coach, fire the uh, offensive coordinator, and they, they throw out a three spot their last time out. I don't think Jeff Saturday's putting in the wishbone or something, so look for them to continue to underperform on the total. And this is another <laughs> one of those spots. The only thing we're sure about with the Cardinals are that come Monday morning, we're going to get some blip on Twitter of Kyler Murray fighting with half of his team, including his head coach, about things he doesn't think are going well. So I don't know what's showing up on the, the psyche of either one of these teams. What I do know is both of them are having trouble putting the ball in the end zone, and the quarterback situation, especially with the Rams, certainly doesn't help that. So I'm with you, Anita. Let's go under the total. Yeah, uh, you you and me both. Um, let's let's turn our attention to what's going on in New York. The Jets are on a bye. 
and uh, and the Giants are back in action off of a bye, home, and, and they're favored by four against a Houston Texans team that uh, is, is more than likely going to be in the market uh, for one of those top-notch quarterbacks coming out of college this year. The over-under is at 41. A- again, in this matchup, I think Saquon Barkley runs for daylight. Um, how are you playing this one, Fat Jack? Yeah, what, what, why are we not mortgaging the house, right? That becomes the problem here. Is <laughs> how, who's walking up and playing the Texans? Who's going, who's going to say, sign me up for that dumpster fire? I'll take them for 10 grand. I mean, it, that becomes the problem because Vegas knows, the line setters know every single thing we're talking about in a league where underdogs have outperformed performed the favorites on a consistent basis. So this is one of those spots this week where I would be super, super careful. I think there's people in both Kansas City and Giants fans, among others, uh, and frankly Seattle fans, that are going to want to go bet outside their means simply based on the optics of what they've seen to this point and what their opponents are not going to be bringing to the table. I would a cautionary tale, don't load up on the Chiefs, don't load up on the Giants, and don't load up on Seattle. Two of those three don't cover this week. I think that it's a possibility of being close. I can't explain exactly how, other than a low-scoring game is probably in the future. Anytime you get up close to a touchdown in that situation, you can see a you know a 17 to 14 type game where the Giants kind of blow, uh, spoil some red zone opportunities and they end up getting the win but not the money. So just be careful because I don't know who's drawing walking out to play the Texas Texans under any circumstances here. Uh, Fat Jack joining us, FatJackSports.com. That's where you can find him. Let's turn our attention to what's going on in college football this week. TCU going up against Texas. Uh, TCU getting seven. The over-under is at 65. I think TCU uh, just uh, runs wild all over Texas. That's my take, but uh, you're the pro here. Feed the people, my friend. Do you have a play in this one? Yeah, I yeah, we're on, the wrong, we're on the opposite sides of that one. Here's the thing. I, I've been pretty dialed in with Texas all year. When they've lost or, or struggled, uh, I've played against them, and it, with the exception of the Oklahoma State game. But I actually loved them last week, and I like them again this week. This TCU team is overrated. They are going to run it pretty well. Uh, but there's some matchups that Texas will present some problems. And they, remember, they've had injuries at quarterback, and so they're getting a little more stable at that position. Their defense has done enough to keep them in games. And, but their, their receivers are next-level good athletes. They're guys that will be playing on Sunday. Also, the running back is a, a great running back, one of the best in the country. And I think they're also going to have some offensive success. Also, I think the general public will look at just simply the fact that you have an undefeated ranked team, uh, an underdog of a touchdown or so, against a team that, that people have seen some flaws in in some of their games. So I think there's some value here with Texas because it's most of the general public money is going to be on TCU here. And that's been a bad spot to live, both in the NFL and college. So I'll actually lay the points to play Texas here. Okay, before I let you go, uh, let's take a look at some of the uh, t- two teams uh, on the West Coast. Of course, USC and UCLA, uh, both ranked, uh, both taking on each other next week, but some easy opponents this week. So I'm really curious how you're going to play this. USC favored by 34, okay? The over-unders at 65-and-a-half against Colorado. Do you have a play in this in, in, in this beatdown? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Col- Col- the thing about Lincoln Riley is he's going to let his guys eat this week. I mean, they, the, Colorado is not going to put up any fight, certainly on the offensive side. They have really trouble, time, trouble getting the ball in the end zone. And remember early in the year, Lincoln Riley's offense was averaging 50-plus a game to start the season. It's leveled off a little bit, but it gets much tougher competition on the defensive side. This is not that. 
This is a bad defensive team in Colorado. I think they, they named their number. The backdoor is always open in spots like this because it's hard to walk up to the window and play the, uh, the Buffaloes. But I definitely like them there. The other one, the, the backdoor might be a little bit wider simply because I don't know that UCLA is going to care that much about covering. This number has ballooned up from 14.5 where it opened with UCLA. Now up to 19.5, and, and I expect it to get close to three touchdowns. In, in kind of that makeup spot for guys that lose their money early during the day. So the values on Arizona here to cover, I don't think any stretch that they're going to lose. There's not an overlooked spot with either of these L.A. teams where they overlook or look ahead uh, to what's going on next week. But one of the two probably doesn't cover, I think, most likely at Arizona. Um, and, and of course, the, the last college football game I want to tee up for you is UCLA going up against Arizona. They're favored by 20. The over-under is at 77. Arizona, worst rush defense in the NFL. And, of course, we know Chip Kelly loves to run the football. Uh, what's your play in this, in this matchup? Yeah, yeah, like I just said, I think that they, the back door is still open with them. I think one of the two L.A. teams doesn't cover. The bigger candidate is Arizona walking in the back door because I, I chip tell you're right, he'll run the ball, but just a few stops late in the game as this number gets up closer to 21. It's up from 14.5 to 19.5 and, and rising. Expect that to keep going up as it gets close to three touchdowns. I could see, you know, 45 to 31 type game with a back door cover. So I don't think either L.A. teams lose before their big game next week. But I definitely I could see Arizona walking in the back door. Uh, and last but not least, before we let you go, you're joining us from Germany. That's right. You're there to root on Tom Brady. Um, as uh, came across, How about this? Came across an interesting little uh, nugget here. Tom Brady has the most consecutive passes without an interception. And so he goes into this game, and, and just to kind of, uh, Aaron Rodgers holds the record with 402 consecutive passes without an interception he set that in 2018 Tom Brady right now is at 373 so he's 30 passes away my favorite bet is Tom Brady not to throw an interception and you you get that at minus 150 uh, I'm definitely playing that in this matchup but you've got a Bucks team they're favored by two and a half the over-unders at 44 and a half you've got your finger on the pulse of this game better than most since you're in Germany so tell us how do we play it yeah I'm not yeah, I'm here actually doing a lot of content for Beat the Odds, which runs on the Net Yes Network and around the country. And so be sure and tune into that. You'll see a lot of me and, and the insight of this game. It's interesting why we're here in Germany. It's a hugely popular sport, only second to only soccer. Uh, NFL football is here in, in Germany. It, it really took off in 2015 when they started showing the games nationwide. And the most, uh, at that time, the better teams were Seattle and, and New England, which is why Seattle is the most, uh, love team here in Germany. They'll have a huge home field advantage in this spot. But remember, and the Tom Brady connection, obviously, is the days of New England when they, they first picked up the sport. Now he's in Tampa. That became the matchup. Seattle, start, this is going to be a 6.30 a.m. kickoff for them, Pacific uh, time. And so that is going to be trouble, I think. That's why Tampa is favored. Uh, the fact that Brady is a veteran and the fact that defenses have been the ones fading in this game uh, as we come overseas. And this, you know, who doesn't fall back? Uh, Germany doesn't fall back. America does. Germany, this is a nine-hour difference to the West Coast. Look for Seattle to struggle here. Also, I like the over here. Seattle's gone over five of their last six games. They're averaging almost 38 points a game during that time. Span. Their offense has really been clicking. Tampa's defense, you can tell, is getting tired. I had them last week against, uh, against the Rams. Uh, they are they are banged up a little bit. I think this game goes over the total, and I'm with you. I lead toward Tampa simply based on the uh, 
fact that Seattle has so far to come. They just got here today, tried to take a nap, and then go to practice. This is Thursday, obviously. Uh, and so try to go to practice. But I think this is a team that doesn't really adjust here. So I like to lay the points here and play Tampa. All right, Fatjack. I, w- I want to thank you so much, especially since you're out there in Germany making the time for us. I know the time change and all that. You rock as always. Really do appreciate it. Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com, where you can find him for more picks, more plays. Anita Marks with you. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. I'll tell you what, this group has the fight that it takes in this league, man. You guys have the fight that it takes, man. There's no magic in competition. There's no magic. Just fight, man. All three faces coming together and closing that thing out. It didn't matter what was in front of us. Hey, they're on the goal line. Hey, give it up for K Mac in that strip. <laughs> I'm having a sneezing attack right now. Uh, Coach Staley, given that post-game, I don't know, pep talk. Way to go, fellas. As uh, the Chargers snuck one out, sneak one, snuck one out. Is that even a word? Snuck, yeah, they snuck. There we go. So so this week they're going up against the 49ers, and I'm trying to sneeze. Um... So the 49ers are favored by nine by by seven. Sorry, the 49ers is favored by seven. The over-under is at 40, 45 and a half. Um, how am I playing this? Good question. Um, probably my, my favorite play here is uh Christian McCaffrey over rushing and receiving yards. And that total has not hit the board yet. I'm waiting for it. I'm really excited to see, as I was talking to Fat Jack about, I'm really excited to see. What Kyle Shanahan's going to do with uh, with C Mac and a healthy Debo Samuel and a healthy uh, George Kittle and a healthy Ayuk and a Anna Anna Anna. Meanwhile, you got Jimmy Garoppolo four straight games with multi touchdown passes. Um, he averages averaging eight point two yards per per pass. He's playing great. He's got a plethora of weapons now that he's working with. He's got a solid offensive line. This 49ers defense is, is, is sick. They're ridiculous. They're holding um, running backs to 3.29 yards per carry. So what are the Chargers going to do here? You know, it's, it's one thing to beat an Atlanta Falcons team that just got embarrassed on prime. Um, it, it's, it's another against a 49ers team that's coming in well-rested, coming off of a bye with a lot of explosive weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, they're just, they're really good. Top three, are you top three, top five defense in, in the NFL. And meanwhile, the Chargers, what are they working with? They still have a skeleton crew. I'm looking to see any updates on Keenan Allen, and I'm not seeing anything. Chances are uh, he's not going to be back in action. Uh, if you have Josh Palmer on your fantasy team, good for you. Eight receptions, 106 yards last week, which is great against Atlanta. Um, but outside of that, Austin Eckler's going to have a really difficult time uh, going up against this 49ers defense. And he's really been the straw that has stirred that, that chargers drink. So 
I don't like the seven. I think it's a lot, right? Uh, because as 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 unsexy as this Chargers team has been, they've been able to win games somehow, some way. So I, I just I don't like the seven. Um. Do I lean? I lean towards the over forty-five and a half. But my favorite play is a prop bet in this matchup, and that is uh, Christian McCaffrey over rushing and receiving yards. And and again, that that number has not hit yet. But I'm assuming my expectation is that when it does hit, it'll probably be somewhere around uh, ninety-eight and a half, a hundred and two and a half, a hundred and five and a half. And uh, and and I think I think Christian McCaffrey could really could really go off here for sure. All right, uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We come back. Uh, we're gonna visit with Elias, the Elias Sports Bureau. Randy Robles will join us. Uh, we'll get his Elias insights on the Rams game as well as the Chargers game and some other NFL games coming up in this next hour. We'll also dive into some college football. I've got some college football plays for you. Big game against the Minnesota Vikings and the Buffalo Bills. Will uh, will Josh Allen be active or will it be Case Keenum? We'll dive into that as well. Still a lot more coming your way. Hour three of Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA.